Welcome to 5 Minutes in the Word. This is your daily podcast of Bible reading and insight into God's Word. We are now in Job chapter 36, looking at verses 1 through 4 in the New Living Translation. In this section, Elihu is still the speaker, and he is uh, trying to correct Job's notion of God's dealing with him. Let's listen to God's word. It reads, Elihu continued speaking. Let me go on, and I will show you the truth, for I have not finished defending God. I will present profound arguments for the righteousness of my Creator. I am telling you nothing but the truth, for I am a man of great knowledge. Again, that's Job chapter 36, verses 1 through 4 in the New Living Translation, which didn't give it a title, but the commentary titles it, Elihu Teaches Job About God. I'll be back to share insights and we'll close with prayer. Hi, this is Hope Scott. I am your host of 5 Minutes in the Word, a daily podcast which spends a few minutes exploring God's Word. Thank you for listening. And if you haven't subscribed and followed, please do so. Thanks to Podchaser for naming my podcast to its list of 60 best podcasts to discover in November. Give it a listen. Drop me a line. Like me and follow on Facebook and Twitter. Again, that was Job chapter 36, verses 1 through 4 in the New Living Translation. In this section, Job says, uh, well, not Job, Elihu says that he's going to speak on God's behalf. So he wants Job and his friends and his audience to just listen to him a little while longer. Um, He has largely reproved Job for Job's speeches, and he wants to correct how Job feels about how God is dealing with him. Job's other friends believe that because Job was a wicked man. His afflictions were so great and so long. Remember, he lost everything, including his children. So they said, uh, Job, because you're so wicked, that's why your afflictions were so great and so long. And one of the friends even said, well, your children had to have been evil because there is no way God would have killed them all if they were godly. So Job has had to deal with his friends telling him, you know, you've done something wrong. And Job is going to maintain that he is just and he is upright, which is the same thing God said about him. Um, Elihu maintained that um, Job's afflictions were sent for his trial. And, you know, he said trials to make you strong. So that's basically what his beliefs are. That Job, these afflictions are just here to make you strong. And they will lengthen out, Job, because you haven't humbled yourself yet. You're complaining at God. You're fussing at God. So he just thinks that that's why Job's, uh, that, you know, he hasn't been vindicated yet. Because you haven't humbled yourself. 
nor have you duly accommodated yourself to what's going on in your life. So he wants to persuade Job in this and the following chapter to submit to the hand of God, to accept what God allows, basically. Um, in the, and this is his fourth and final speech, and it's going to go through chapter 37. And he says he's speaking on God's behalf, defending God's way of disciplining Job and extolling God's greatness. So after a brief introduction, he's going to claim that he's speaking on behalf of Job. Um, once more, Elihu begs the patience of those who are listening, and he wants Job's patience also. Because remember, Job's in pain. He has sores all over his body. So he just says, just listen a little while longer. Remember, I'm speaking for God, and I'm defending God. So if you can just listen a little while longer, stand about me a little. Let me have your attention and your attendance a little while longer, and I will speak but this once as plainly uh, as I can. Uh, Job had uh, accused his friends of speaking falsely, but Elihu assures Job that his words are true. And in that last verse, verse 4, it reads, I am telling you nothing but the truth, for I am a man of great knowledge. And the commentary says that um, Elihu was probably not referring to himself as the one of, with great knowledge, but was uh, referring to God, who he considers the source of wisdom. And he will later describe God as perfect in knowledge. Elihu is confident that what he's going to share with Job and with those who are listening, he's confident that his words are trustworthy because he does feel that he is speaking for God. Let's pray. Father, as we continue looking at the book of Job, even as we read as uh, Elihu has said that his words are um, that he's a man of great knowledge, God, as we speak for you, let the words of our mouth be acceptable to you, Father. We want our will to work in perfect harmony with yours. Thank you for seeds that you've planted in our lives, seeds to help make us better, even from your word. And uh, God, we know that some things that happen, just like in Job's case, some, some of the circumstances that happen to us um, may not be easy. A lot of times they're not easy. But God, we thank you that we know that, like Elihu said in the last chapter, you do listen, you do hear. So we need to um, understand that we have a God who listens and who hears. And we thank you for that. Father, we will not run away from you. We will run towards you because we know that our help comes from you. Even as Job, in his despair, is waiting for an answer. God, you know in our times of despair, we do wait for you. And God, we thank you for the peace, love, and mercy, and favor, and assurance that you are in control in our lives. Thank you for giving us that feeling, reminding us that you are in control. Thank you for your Son. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. Thank you for your protection, your favor, your love. In the name of Jesus, amen.
Thank you for spending time in God's Word with me. Be blessed.